Today's New Testament reading is from Romans the 11th and 12th chapters. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I want you to understand this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way all Israel will be saved, as it is written, The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies of God for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments, and how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. This is the Word of the Lord. From God's Holy Word, we hear from Romans 11, verse 32. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Dear friends in Christ, one of our hymns in the Lutheran service book, a hymn by Paul Speratus from the 14th century, begins with these words in the first stanza. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. 
Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one Redeemer. Dear friends, we are freed. We are freed indeed. We don't have to keep track of our good works as if to place them before God and say, you know, look, look, God, at what I've done today. Does this make up for my lack of righteousness and my sinful heart and life? No, we are afraid. We not only do not need to keep track of our good deeds, but we do not even attempt to place them before God to win his favor. As the hymn stanza says, good works cannot avert our doom. God's holy word declares that we are sinners, sinners who in no way can save ourselves. Therefore, St. Paul wrote to Titus, Titus chapter 3, verse 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. This is the same message that St. Paul was inspired to write to the Christians at Rome. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he may have mercy on all. Romans 11.32 The first part of this verse tells us all that we are consigned and put under the law, and with our disobedience cannot fulfill the law of God. Since we are imperfect and are sinners in the eyes of God, we cannot free ourselves from sin, nor save ourselves by our own efforts. Rather, our great God wanted it this way, even before he said, let there be light. Our gracious and loving God, who doesn't want any to be lost, but all to come to the knowledge of the truth, chose in eternity his holy and righteous plan of saving lost sinners. Thus, as the hymn reads, it proclaims the truth regarding our works and proclaiming the blessed comfort of the gospel as well. And what is that gospel? St. Paul wrote that he may have mercy on all. The mercy of our loving God comes to us in the person and work of the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who lived a perfect life in our place, who died an innocent death with no sin of his own, but carrying our sins to the cross. And he rose again from the dead on the first Easter morning to show he had gained the victory over sin and death for us. Believing this truth by the power of the Holy Spirit is knowing and being certain by faith that we are saved sinners, saved for eternity in heaven. Yet regarding good works, dear friend, God doesn't need them, but our neighbor does. And God commanded good works, not to gain our salvation, but to serve our neighbor. Because we are already saved by Christ Jesus, our good works are to the glory of God. Good works happen when we go to our job, our vocation. Good works happen at home when we carry out our individual responsibilities as husbands and wives. Good works happen when children obey their parents, complete their homework, and carry out any all responsibilities given to them at home. So we say with St. Paul, to our loving God be all honor and praise 